Welcome to The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges, which helps encourage parents in their parenting journey. We are your hosts, Omar Ramos. And I am Veronica Avila. And I have a question for all the parents out there listening. Mm-hmm. How much time do you, and efforts do you think you're spending? And are you doing it wisely? Hmm. That's what we're going to talk about today. The uh, topic is spending wisely. That's right. To discuss further, we have invited our good friend, Dr. Alicia Laos, clinical psychologist, CEO of Family Bridges, and co-author of The Struggle is Real. Nevertheless, Rick Rivero. Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Connections Marketing and father of two children. Welcome, both of you, back to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Now I have a question for Rick and for Alicia. Do you spend more time with your children or with your spouse? I think in my case, I definitely probably spend a lot more time combined, my husband and I, with our kids, just because of that's how much they demand. And then we have to make a purposeful effort to spend time together, quality time together. Hmm. For us, you know... um, my wife and I both, fortunately, we work from home, so I do actually tend to see my wife a lot, whereas most couples are apart. And then along at night, you know, both of us do spend with our children because we're either coaching or someone involved, just because we were fortunate enough to have a nice work-life balance with the careers that we have currently. That is very nice. Not yeah. everybody has that opportunity. Right. But let's see what happens with Margot and Steve. This is a story of uh, bitterness in Hawaii. I'm going to order room service in a bit if you want anything. Huh. What? Just, we're already over budget for this trip. There, there's a market across from the hotel. You couldn't get something there? It's closed. I'm having my leftovers from the fridge. There's nothing you can do instead? I gave the boys the last of the pizza, and we've been out all day. One meal won't make that much of a difference. You say that, but these expenses add up. You're the one who picked Hawaii. There are plenty of cheaper places. Honestly, I'd give you 100 bucks right now if you shut up about money for the rest of the night. If it makes you happy, I'll just skip dinner. No, 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 no. Go ahead. You know, I, I think we should do something really unique before we head back on Monday. You know, we haven't done anything that we couldn't do at home. Just a, a museum and, and a bunch of days at the beach. If you didn't like the Polynesian art exhibit, you should have said something. The boys got a lot out of it. And I thought the beach fit our budget. It was a bad idea to give the boys their own room. We could have had a couple of cots in here for at least 300 less a night. And subject them to you 24-7? That's not much of a vacation. Our sons like me, Margot. Again, it's too late now. You should have said something beforehand instead of complaining afterwards like you always do. (laughs) Hello? Hey, sweetheart, what's up? Yeah, you can order a movie. Which one? Oh, cool. Which one? Death Boat 2. Ah, Death Boat 2. This summer, death is a stowaway. Shut up. I'm sorry, baby. What was that? Yeah, just charge it to the room. Uh, Can you put your brother on? Thank you, sweetheart. Hey, Billy. Fast forward through the death scenes, won't you? Well, at least cover your brother's eyes. (laughs) All right, but he won't be keeping me up when he has nightmares. Here, your dad wants to talk. Hey, hey, buddy, hey. Can you and your brother let me know it sounds more fun for Saturday, the um, the bicycle tour of the volcano that we were looking at, or whale watching? Oh, because it'd be cool. Well, just, just think about it, okay, guys? All right? All right, just, hey, let me know how you like the movie. All right, love you. Love you. Your mom loves you, too. See you in the morning. Sleep tight. Ah. <sighs> 
I'm uh, I'm gonna hop in the shower. Thank God, you need it. Actually, I think I'm just gonna head down to the bar. Whatever. See you later. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, that was quite a scene. So this couple is obviously very unhappy. Very unhappy couple. Their communication is cold and uh, at times very disrespectful. But then we see a whole different side when they're speaking to their children. Doctor, obviously, it seems like they acknowledge a healthy relationship with their kids, but Mm -hmm. they don't acknowledge the relationship between them, between mom and dad. What is going on here? Well, they're obviously very bitter towards Mm. each other. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. And I think in a previous podcast, we talked about burnout as a couple and that just happens, I think, with a degree of we're all bent towards ungratefulness. I think towards the beginning in the relationship, you're all lovey-dovey and you're just looking at even the little nuances that happen. And you even look at those nuances as, oh, look how cute and adorable. Mm-hmm. But those differences later on start really rubbing against your personality and they start irritating you and then you start nitpicking at it and you get bitter. Well, you should have closed the milk carton and put it right in the refrigerator and you start, you know, nagging and everybody starts being on their throat unless you create an environment of gratitude. So studies show over and over again that one of the key markers that Mm -hmm. distinguishes couples that make it and that are actually happy versus couples like the one that we just witnessed in the skit is those that every day take a moment to just show gratitude. Hey, thank you, honey, for the coffee that you brought me. Or just have moments that are what we call repair attempts, Mm -hmm. you know, where you walk towards each other, you give each other a hug or a kiss. You try to just be loving and graceful, kind and patient instead of just being on each other's throat. Mm -hmm. When you basically fuel that negative energy, you're going to reap this kind of discontent and disgruntled attitude. So in order for you to actually have a really nice relationship, you have to work at it. It's Mm -hmm. not going to come naturally. What's going to come naturally is the scene that we just see. That's how relationships will turn out when you don't invest in them daily with just being grateful towards each other. Wow. And just to pick up on that, I have here that experts say that when couples dedicate time to each other, they are able to communicate more and report increased sexual satisfaction, commitment, and overall marital satisfaction. What do you think, Rick? I mean, as much as I said we have a really nice work-life balance, it really comes down to the quality time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we were just talking the other day how, you know, we need to take a trip alone. You know, just to be by ourselves, go somewhere, get away for a few days. Amen. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. all husbands you know, out there, listen to that one. Yeah, no, yes. it's, it's it's just very important for us just just to get away, spend some quality time alone. You know, at least as you point out, with the day to day minutia of just getting the kids to school, doing this, doing that, you, you lose sight of sometimes just saying, "Hey, yeah, I love you, thank you." So yeah, no, it, it it's tough, and yeah, I think it's. Not only time, but quality time. How do you make the time, Dr. Laos? Obviously, just like at work, you create different schedules and you plan your year out. Like Rick said, being able to carve out time in the future, even one day outings, if you don't have a crazy budget, is going to be helpful. But hey, you don't have to go over the top with that. You can just carve out a walk by ourselves after church on Sunday or something Mm -hmm. like that or put the kids to bed and watch a movie together go for a cup of coffee little things like that build up Mm -hmm. and make a huge difference when you're together outside of the interruptions that your kids provide it's amazing you actually get to talk you enjoy each other's company you have a nice dinner you relax and you're able to have conversations that you otherwise would not have and so it takes effort you actually have to pencil it in and make it happen it's not going to happen by itself 
some great tips to make your uh, marriage as healthy as possible. Thank you, Doctor, for that. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the uh, next skit. We already saw that lack of investment in a relationship, what it could do to a couple. So let's listen to this. This is called Looking Forward to a Common Goal. All right, here's something every camper should know. How do you find the North Star? I know. Well, don't spoil it. Let me see. The North Star is north? Can I see your compass? No way. Then how am I supposed to know? (laughs) Easy. You look up at the Little Dipper, Ursa Mina, right there. Uh, And it's the biggest, brightest star at the end of the handle, right across from the Big Dipper. Do you see it? Yeah, there it is. I can understand the Little Dipper and the Big Dipper, but some of these other constellations? I don't know. Those six stars over there, for example, they do not look like a crab. People in the past had to get creative. They had to find markers to find their way. Well, I'm glad you'll be with us in South Dakota this summer. You know, your dad once got lost in a parking lot (laughs) for three hours. (laughs) He couldn't find his car. The best part, (laughs) it was parked across the street. (laughs) Don't say anything about it. He tries to act so outdoorsy, but he's really sensitive about it. Who's ready for a fire? Hey, Dylan, can you set this tinder up and arrange the kindling around it? Not too big. The fire goes in the fire pit, not the lawn. Sure. Will we get to light fires when we're camping in the Badlands? Probably. Even though it'll be June, it dips into the 50s at night. Plus, we'll want to do some cooking, don't you think? Yes, please. I'm looking forward to us all being in one place for dinner. Me too. What are you looking forward to, Keaton? Mm, Looking for fossils. I bet I can find one. Paleontologists still dig there, you know. You have to watch out for rattlesnakes if you want to go off the main trail. Cool. No, not cool. No one's going to go looking for snakes. <laughs> what are you looking forward to the most, honey? Mm, the sun sets and the sun rises. You've seen those pictures of the sun hitting the cliffs? It'll be breathtaking. Mm. And I'll have a front row seat every day. What about you, Dylan? Easy, getting the rest of my merit badges. It's fun going camping in the backyard like this, but in the middle of that huge park, it's going to be awesome. What about you, Dad? Being with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, seriously, that's not a real answer. All right. I guess um, being outdoors and hiking and exploring those cool trails in the middle of nowhere. Better bring your map. (laughs) (laughs) What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. Okay, so we're back. And uh, obviously, we just witnessed a very healthy environment with his family. Study after study confirms that quality is key, meaning the quality of the relationship between parents and the way that they show their love to one another impacts their children directly. That was visible, very visible with his family. They're planning a camping trip that everyone is looking forward to. Uh, Dr. Alisa Laos, can you elaborate on this a little bit? Well, I mean, in the first one, we saw contempt. And so the hate, you know, you just felt it. Mm-hmm. So when someone hates you, you're going to want to defend yourself. I mean, so that was the first kit. And in here, what you saw is just love and being people being gracious. And that wasn't built overnight. It shows that they were probably building on it across a period of time in their own relationship. And so that spills over to your kids. I mean, the other day, my husband and I remember we were arguing about something back and forth. And my son, who's seven, who's real sharp, he says to us, you guys have to argue so that you both win. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) so yeah, so he taught us a lesson. He set us straight, but they pick up on messages right Mm -hmm. away. And they, in this case, 
they're basically modeling. They're living out what you what you live out. So it's really important that we invest in our relationships and live this a sense of grace and love and kindness, like I said earlier, because their kids pick up on it. Then they're just they're peaceful. They're they feel great. They have a great time, just like we witnessed in the in the skit. Definitely. And with uh, the uh, activities, I mean, we have such a busy routine. It's easy to forget to connect right with each other. So experts say that when a couple shares and works towards a common goal, they're happier. This question is for Rick. Can you share with us an experience or a goal that you and your wife um, have had that has helped enrich your relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Basically, uh, last year, you know, our daughter was just starting school and she was just having a tough time adjusting to school for whatever reason. Our end goal was just to, for her to, to settle in in school, you know, just for her to feel comfortable. I mean, who does not want their kid not to be comfortable at of school? Course. Yeah. Without elaborating all the details, it was both me and my wife had our own opinions of what was wrong, what was causing this. So basically what we had to do is come to a common ground, figure out a solution together that we feel is going to work. So we were able to come to an agreement on the best way of resolving this and Happy to say, a year later, year and a half later, we've had nothing but great time with Riley at school. So it was great. What I was so happy about was the fact that we came from such opposite ends mm-hmm. on how we thought to resolve this, but we were able to you know, figure out common ground and move forward. That's so interesting because, yes, you will, with your husband, with your wife, you will have those times when you don't agree on something. But when you have something in common, which was like making your daughter feel good at school, then you work towards that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to have, I mean, because we're made up of different personalities, Mm -hmm. our spouse is different. In my case, my Mm -hmm. husband's Peruvian. I'm Dominican. I'm a woman. He's a man. We can go on and on and on about our differences. You're going to clash. And so I think what is also really helpful is having common goals and finding those common goals in the day-to-day arguments, but also having a dream outside of the day-to-day that you can work towards mm-hmm. and you live forward towards. Mm-hmm. Whether it's building a house and eventually buying one, you save together for that goal. Or, you know, having a dream of a nice vacation, even if it's two or three years down the road. But having something that you can have a goal towards and thrive in it. So finding common ground in the day-to-day arguments, like Rick said, but also just mm-hmm. finding things that you can live towards and look forward to and work towards together. That's funny. Me and my team. wife had a discussion this morning. We're going over budgets and talking about, yeah. okay, when do we want to retire together? What is our, yeah. What's our plan? Like, yeah. How much do we want to save a month? Like, yeah. Let's go through this. So it's funny. I, mean, I literally had this conversation this morning. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, doctor, uh, moving forward, uh, I have a sticky question for you, okay. along with having common goals with your significant other. <laughs> Should couples value their relationship over the relationship that they have with their children? Ooh, that's a hard one, right? It's a big one. It's yeah. a huge... Many moms will say no. But wow. What the expert has to say. I know. I seriously, I'm going to need more than two minutes to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I know with Latino families, we I've seen it where everything's about the kids and you mm-hmm. pour on to the kids. A lot of cases, you don't even go out anywhere if you don't take your kids. It's not Latino families, only it's many families. Mm-hmm. We, you know, live or die for our kids. And I, I get it. We love, we love them. We want to give them everything we can. We want to protect them. But then they're going to turn 18. They're going to leave your house. Mm-hmm. And who you're going to look at for the rest of the, you know, your other half century of your life. It's going to be your spouse. So we also just have to put things in perspective. I just think that unless we have a solid relationship with our spouse, we are not going to be the best parents if you're married, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously single parenting is different or, you know, step families we're talking about. But the, but the idea is if, if you're in a stable relationship and you're married and you're committed to that relationship, 
if that relationship is breaking down, your kids are going to feel the impact because you're not going to be the best version of yourself, right? You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be drained. And sometimes you're going to emotionally put stuff on them that is not even theirs. And then it's going to create all that chaos. But when you invest in your marriage and in your relationship, then they're going to feel that positive vibe and they're going to thrive. So I would say make it a priority to really invest in your relationship with your spouse. Your kids are going to be okay if you're okay. But if you guys are a hot mess, they're going to be a hot mess. That's totally true. Now, it, this all sounds perfectly fine. And, and I'm sure for couples that have a healthy relationship, it sounds easy. For the couples that don't have such a healthy relationship, what tips can you give them? How can they create new goals that can spark up the relationship again? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of relationships that are going south. So what do we do? Apply the simple solution of picking out something that's positive in your spouse and just pointing it out. If you can't verbally say it, text it to them. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. Just start with that simple... But you know what it's going to do to your heart? It's going to change your attitude and it's mm -hmm. going to exchange the bitterness. You're going to start noticing all these little things that your spouse does for you that sometimes you take it for granted. Mm -hmm. And then just that in itself creates just a better vibe in the home and yes. a healthier environment. And then that's going to open up a, an avenue so that when you are having a conversation about stuff, you're not as nasty. And then number two, carve out, even if it's 10 minutes a day of time that you spend with each other, give a hug, you know, a kiss you know, when you leave and when you come in the home, little tiny things like that. Mm -hmm. Sit in the couch, watch their favorite game or chick flick, depending <laughs> on who it is. Um, but just make an effort to actually spend time together as a couple. Those little things like that make a huge difference. And then go for outside professional help if you need counseling or go for a workshop or a retreat that gives you a lot of skills and ideas like this to invest in your relationship. Great advice. Listen to this. Experts say it's important for couples to keep their emotional bank full. To dive into this discussion, let's listen to the Emotional Banking Show. Hello and welcome to the Emotional Bank, the game that asks the question, do you support your spouse or is your marriage less than healthy? As always, I'm your host, Skip Winkman. Our first contestant today is Vince, a husband, sales executive, and father-to-be from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Vince, do you think you have what it takes to fill the emotional bank? I came here to win, Skip. I'll bet you did. Today, Vince will be facing off against Claire, a wife of 12 years, mother of four, and the manager of a successful candle shop. Claire, do you smell victory here today? I sure hope so. We will see. Contestants, you have your buzzers, you know the rules. Let's get ready to fill the emotional bank. Question one. You're just getting home from work. Your spouse has been home all day with the kids. They ask you to give little Johnny a bath before dinner. What do you say? That's you, Vince. I'd be firm, Skip. I'd say something like, wife, I just walked through the door. Can I sit down for a minute, please? Also, you've been home with Johnny all day. You just decided he needs a bath now? Sounds like poor planning to me. I'm sorry, Vince. That is incorrect. Claire, little Johnny needs a bath. What do you say? I'd go with, sure thing, honey. I know you've been up with the kids since this morning. Also, after dinner, maybe we can put them to bed early and watch that new Scarlett Johansson movie. Absolutely, that is correct. Next question. Your spouse has been fighting off a very bad cold, but has decided to go into work anyway. What do you say? Vince. I'd say, good for you, babe. 
You know I'm down with the whole women in the workplace thing. Represent. Incorrect. I was being supportive. Our judges are saying it reeked of condescension and entitlement. I'm sorry. Claire. I'd say something like, if you're sure you want to, but remember, your health comes first. I'll pick the kids up from school either way, and I can send some soup to your office around noon if you'd like. Oh, she's just sucking up to her husband. You can bank on it. Oh, that sound means it's time for our final lightning round. I'm going to list a series of physical actions. Your job is to identify each action as turning toward or away emotionally from your spouse. On your mark, get set, go. Number one, a hug. Toward your partner. Elbowing your wife in the ribs. Toward your partner. Incorrect. It would hurt. A warm smile. Towards your partner. Correct. Taking a bite of their sandwich. Towards your partner. Incorrect. She really wanted that bite. Avoiding eye contact. Away from your partner. Snuggling on the couch. Towards your partner. A back massage. Depends if it's wanted or unwanted. He's just worked an eight-hour shift and has been complaining of lower back pain. Toward... That is correct, Claire. With the final score of seven to negative two, you have filled the emotional bank. You are today's champion. Congratulations. Represent. You're a woman. <laughs> All right. Well, so we just heard that game show and that Vince guy, that poor guy. I feel sorry for him. I don't know where he's going after the game show. <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably not home. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Just to get over this, I'm sure it's not, but is this a gender role issue or more of a selfish attitude issue, Dr. Laos? Is it more of a gender role or a selfish attitude? No, I think it's something we need to learn mm-hmm. and it's a habitual habit. I don't, I don't know that we would assign gender to it. I mean... Some ideas out there that women are more emotional or more attuned or mm-hmm. or pick up on these things, more emotionally intelligent in terms of relationships, and men may need a little bit more help in that. I know that there's that kind of angle out there, but I've also seen men that are very nurturing and very attentive and very detailed. So I, I think it's just something that you need to make an effort and learn. Yes, definitely. Now... We heard Vince, he was convinced that his answers were correct. And I think that many times, many couples, especially in the early years of, of marriage or of the relationship, you want to be okay with your spouse or, or with your couple, that you agree to things or you or you don't say what's bothering you because you want to keep everything nice and dandy. Mm-hmm. But then that builds up. And yeah. then, or the person will take your actions or your attitude for granted, as you as you said earlier. How does that hurt the marriage? Well, yeah. I mean, if you just kind of shuffle all the stuff under the rug, you know, and you're just going to be creating a big mountain of dust under there, and then it's going to be terrible. So it's important to speak up. You don't want to overdo it. You do want to pick your, your battles, because if you're nitpicking every little thing, that's yeah. also very exhausting and draining. So there's what we call perpetual differences in the marriage. Do you going to have forever, really? Those are things that are based on your personality. So one person's a Democrat and the other one's a Republican. You know, you're going to be like that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's just differences in, you know, like 15 minutes early to an event is late for them, right? And the other one is like 15 minutes after they're too early, you know, that kind of a thing. So there's those personality differences. You just need to learn to love those differences. But then there's solvable problems like finances. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to sit down and think about your future or our children, you know, some situation that comes that we need to solve. Focus your energy on the solvable problems. Mm -hmm. And then those are perpetual. Just have grace and learn to love those things. And yeah, you can learn to kind of manage and adapt to those differences. But if you focus your energy on those things that are solvable, it's going to be way more healthier. 
And if they really bother you, just say it, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. 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 So uh, moving forward, whether you fill or fail to fill the emotional bank, the relationship will see the consequences, positive or negative. Now, I'm going to circle back to Rick. How important is filling the emotional bank for you and your wife? Oh, I think it's critical. I mean, especially with both of, you know, how active our daily lives are, you know, you, like anybody, you, you want to feel valued. You want to feel that your partner's there and sees what's going on every day. You know what I mean? How many times there's a conversation where, do you realize, you know, what I'm doing every day, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's very beneficial to your point, Lisa, just to say, hey, I understand. I know how busy it is. A hug. Simple as a hug. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. If somebody's having a bad day, you just give them a hug. And, and I, it's kind of funny as you're talking about the trials and tribulations of a marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why it's so ups and downs. Because you really, at the end of the day, is truly trying to get to know each other and truly, truly understand how to talk to each other. It doesn't really, you know, that's productive for everybody. So. Most definitely. Thank you for that. Going back to Dr. Alicia, what about the kids? Uh, how are they affected? I mean, since we'll ultimately are the are the role models of what a relationship sh- should be. Again, kids are, are their job is to have fun, to play and to go to school and, and focus on learning. Um, really, that's their job. When they're busy carrying the weight of the world because of the problems that they feel that their parents having or spilling over into their lives, then their schoolwork starts often, we see it over and over again, starts chipping away. Or if parents are feisty and they're angry and they're throwing plates at each other, you know, it gets that physical. They also start picking up on that. They oftentimes will also become pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. And so they start mirroring those things because they're unsettled and, you know, a lot of emotion is going on. And sometimes they, depending on who they are, they are either aggressive, punching a wall or you know, slamming the door in their face, or they become more passive aggressive where they internalize everything and they become depressed and anxious, trying to just make ends meet. And so the stability of the relationship when couples build on their emotional bank, they don't burn out as much because you have something to drain, pull out from and, and withdraw in the bank account. Mm-hmm. If your bank account is completely empty and it's empty because you're just constantly being bitter and nasty when those difficult transitions and decisions need to be made you don't have anywhere to withdraw from but if you build on that emotional bank saying that I loves you giving the hugs having the conversations having the date nights when you do fight because you will fight and you mm-hmm. will argue you've got that emotional full 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 bank yes. that you can withdraw from and then your kids are going to be protected better because you're going to, as a couple, be able to manage it better. Good stuff. Thank you, doctor, for that. Mr. Rivero, thank you for stopping by today. And thank you for talking to us about this very important topic. We hope that our listeners can see how important it is to continuously invest in their relationship with their partners. That's right. We invite you to tune in to our next podcast in which we'll be talking about boundaries, setting boundaries. Hmm, That should be interesting. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. This was The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges. Go ahead and download it via iTunes and share with your friends, parents, and your boobaloo. Your community, if you want yes. to. I always wanted to say that. <laughs> and don't forget to stay up to date with the Struggle is Real podcast tips and other resources via social media using the hashtag the Struggle is Real or hashtag TSIR. For, pin- uh, for printables and blogs, visit FamilyBridgesUSA.com. Thanks again for listening. I'm Veronica Avila. And on this side, Omar Ramos. Till, Till next time. This was The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on FamilyBridgesUSA.com. 